Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 31 You are Locked On 49ers. Your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome to Locked On 49ers. I'm your host, Brian Peacock. Fantastic show lined up for you today. 49ers beat writer for the Sacramento Bee, Mr. Matt Barrows, will be joining me to talk about some of the newest rumored signings for the San Francisco 49ers heading into this free agency period on a really busy day two of the legal tampering period. Tampering day one was a little bit slow, not so on the eve of free agency. So um, we'll get into all of that. You can find me on Twitter at BD Peacock. Subscribe to this show on iTunes. Rate, review the show. That always helps. We're streaming on Audio Boom. also streaming on the LockedOn49ers.com website with links to all that stuff. And if you would like to shout your questions on email or make comments there, or if you'd like to sponsor the show, hit me up at LockedOn49ers at gmail.com. Uh, let's get into some of the news here before we talk to Mr. Matt Barrows. Starting with, let's talk about some uh, National Football League news that doesn't pertain to the 49ers. Brandon Marshall, he's going to stay in New York and sign with the New York Giants. Tony Romo will be released, uh, and really, in my opinion, not a fit at all for San Francisco. So uh, before you ask that question, I really believe that Tony Romo is going to go to a contender, and that's where he should be, and that's where he'll want to be, and that's where he will be most wanted, most likely. And uh, the 49ers already signed a quarterback, so they do have one quarterback on the roster now. Brian Hoyer has agreed to a two-year deal with the 49ers, and of course, he knows Kyle Shanahan from their days in Cleveland together. Actually, Brian Hoyer had led the Cleveland Browns to a winning record, 6-3 and three record that season before uh, things fell apart there and, and Kyle Shanahan kind of got upset. He was forced to play Johnny Manziel at the end of the season, who was a rookie that year, and uh, we all know how that went. So Brian Hoyer is going to join the team. It looks like uh, $6 million per year on a two-year deal, and apparently he's been told that he's going to have a chance to start some games. So that's very interesting when it comes to the Kirk Cousins rumors that we'll be getting into a little bit later with Matt Barrows. Aditi Kikawabala, who's a reporter at the NFL Network, had a tweet that said, someone very close to Kyle Shanahan tells me, no way Brian Hoyer signing precludes move for a frontline quarterback. Kirk Cousins' chatter is not dead yet. And of course, I don't think it affects anything in the draft either, which is a theme with a lot of these players that the 49ers have signed or are rumored to sign. I think they brought in some veterans that can start. So they, they have players who are capable starters going into the 2017 season. But also, I don't think it changes especially any draft plans. And who knows, maybe Kirk Cousins is still in play there. And and so many rumors coming out of Washington, whether it's, you know, crazy business happening in the front office there. Scott McClune looks like he's probably out. But, you know, there's no official announcements there. Whether or not Kirk Cousins is available at all, what it would cost to get Kirk Cousins. So uh, that whole thing is still not done yet. Maybe Matt can clarify some of that for us on the show a little bit later. Uh, the 49ers have waived former third-round pick Marcus Martin. Not surprising, more house cleaning in San Francisco. Promising prospect from the 2013 draft in the third round, but, you know, he just never developed at all. 
The 49ers will add a pair of wide receivers to go with Brian Hoyer, Pierre Garçon from Washington and Indianapolis prior to that, and a straight burner, Marquise Goodwin, a free agent from Buffalo. Marquise Goodwin, super fast, a 4-2-40 at the Combine, and was an Olympic hopeful as a sprinter at one point, so some serious speed on the outside to go with Garçon's more possession profile uh, on the other side. And then you got Jeremy Curley inside and, and competing with Bruce Ellington there for some slot duties, so... The wide receiving core in San Francisco is starting to come together a little bit, and no doubt they're still going to add some players through the draft. Jeff Dini from Pro Football Focus, he was all over it on Twitter today and had some really good tweets and stats for the 49ers' newest players, Marquise Goodwin. His route tree, 94% of his targets were either go routes, hitch routes, or comebacks. So uh, that's what we're looking at here. He's an outside receiver. He's going to press deep down the field and try to open things up underneath for other people and then you know run hitches and comebacks off of that, and it looks like defensive backs really played off of Marquise Goodwin quite a bit last year, so you know he could run some other stuff short when guys are playing off and catch some hitches and, and try to run a little bit after the catch, but he's going to be a deep downfield threat, and that's his profile, and that's what he's best at, and he can fly, so possibly some big plays and possibly some decoy from Marquise Goodwin on the outside. And really, I love the fits because they now have players who can legitimately start at quarterback and wide receiver, yet not change any draft plans. In fact, Hoyer is the perfect veteran to pair with a rookie quarterback or a solid backup for, you know, a Cousins as well. And and I really like that because it doesn't hamstring them into anything going forward, you know, so they can still upgrade the roster, but they do have capable players to come in that are veterans that can start day one, week one in 2017. And according to Ian Rappaport, the 49ers are giving former Ravens fullback and Pro Bowl fullback Kyle Juszczyk a four-year contract worth $21 million. So he becomes the uh, richest fullback in the NFL. And uh, wow, that's, you know, it's not surprising that they added a fullback, but it is surprising that they threw that much money at a fullback. Kyle Juszczyk is really a multi-talented guy. He can block and he can catch. And so uh, I imagine he'll be well used. And going back to Jeff Dini, had some uh, numbers here for Juszczyk, who was the highest graded fullback last year for pro football focus. Good blocker, pass protector, pass catcher. Uh, He said Patrick DeMarco, who was the Atlanta Falcons fullback last year, who was someone I thought the 49ers might be bringing in. He said DeMarco played 31% of offensive snaps in Shanahan's system last year in Atlanta. Juszczyk will get plenty of playing time with the 49ers, where Kyle Juszczyk lined up on offense last year. For the Ravens, he was at halfback on passing plays as a pass protector on 51% of snaps. So that's half of his job right there is going to be as a pass protector on passing downs and be the lone running back there. He was a fullback 32% of the time. He was out wide 7% of the time in the slot as a receiver 8% of the time and lined up as a tight end 3% of the time. So that's how he lined up last season. So he can do a lot of things also played special teams, so a very valuable player in sort of a Swiss army knife on offense that you can use as a blocker or a pass catcher. So uh, I like that signing, a very good fullback for the 49ers, and he fits right in with Kyle with what Kyle Shanahan likes to do on offense. And coming down late Wednesday night, uh, reports that the 49ers are expected to sign Raiders linebacker Malcolm Smith, who was a former Super Bowl MVP for the Seattle Seahawks, and He played under Robert Sala there when they were both in Seattle. And really, he's a super fast. He ran four fours coming out of college at his pro day. He was not invited to the combine. He had an odd condition coming out of USC in 2011. He was unable to swallow with his esophagus and had to have surgery for it and miss some time. And it really caused him to fall in the draft. He ended up being a seventh round steal for Seattle. And that was partly because... 
Pete Carroll knew him from his days coaching at USC, and he was able to snap him up, and and really he's made a great career for himself. A little bit undersized. He was only in the 220s when he was drafted, probably more in the 230s range now, and that 4-4 speed so he can cover and most likely be a weak side linebacker, uh, you know, a run and tackle and cover guy for this 49ers defense under Robert Sala. And 49ers fans, I do have to bring up, and it might be buried deep, deep, deep in the back of your mind, Malcolm Smith is the guy who caught the interception on Richard Sherman's tipped fade route to Michael Crabtree in 2013. So, um, yeah, you saw that range on that play, and he can make some plays in coverage. And uh, that's not a good memory, but he's on our side now. He'll be playing linebacker for the San Francisco 49ers, most likely pushing Ray Ray Armstrong to second string there on the weak side. So some solid additions to start this free agency period, and the 49ers and John Lynch are really going hard and really trying to add some players that can come in and play right away, but they're not breaking the bank with any of these signings yet, and we'll see how things really go on Thursday at 1 p.m. when the free agency period opens. And with that, let's stop messing around. Let's get to our guest. All right, joining me now, you know him, you love him, Mr. Matt Barrows. You can find him on Twitter, at Matt Barrows, 49ers beat writer for the Sacramento Bee. Matt, busy day for you here on, on day two of the legal tampering period, I guess is what it's called. Yeah, I guess day two is the day that they sign all these deals. <laughs> it's sort of new to me because uh, under the Trent Balky regime, there, there weren't any deals getting <laughs> done on day two of tamper period. Uh, but uh, this is... Uh, a new day, obviously, with uh, John Lynch and, and Kyle Shanahan, and they're making a lot of moves, and Shanahan is very much reshaping his offense to his liking, and uh, yeah, I think we're going to see that and, and maybe some more. Yeah, the number one thing that jumped out to me today, probably, I guess we'll start with the fullback position, Pro Bowl fullback in Kyle Juszczyk, and really quick, without looking, can you spell Juszczyk? No, I'm not even going <laughs> to um, pretend to know. I know that it starts with a J. Yes, okay. That's, <laughs> that's, that's enough that's for me. Just, it, I mean, it's almost like Krzyzewski in, yeah. in terms of you You know it starts with a K, and that's all you got. Yeah, you know there's uh, a couple Zs, there. but where the Zs go with the Cs and the Ys, yeah, uh, it's a very odd one. And so, yeah, Kyle, use check. And if I'm not mistaken, Kyle Shanahan's offense in Atlanta last year ran fullback with a tight end that is lined up in that wide position in tight, I think more than any team in the league. Most of the league is is kind of going more towards spread stuff. And uh, really when it comes down to that, I guess Kyle Shanahan's offense is pretty old school. Yeah, um, very much so. And and maybe even a throwback to when uh, Delaney Walker was uh, in the offense. And, uh, you know, he would line up in the backfield sometimes. He'd go in motion. He'd line up in line, um, this and that. And and Uchek is is somebody who's got – um, similar skills, uh, you know, prolific, you know, for a fullback pass catcher in um, uh, the uh, the Ravens offense, and you know, maybe even more so in in Kyle Shanahan's. He just seems like a tool that um, Shanahan will be able to use very well. Will be able to take advantage of, and uh, th- that that could be a sneaky signing. I mean, you can you can just uh, almost picture and vision scenarios where. Uh, this guy is catching touchdowns, and um, you know the uh, the crowd is is yelling "you" or something like that, uh, and uh, you you can see him becoming a crowd favorite. Yeah, and uh, the signings didn't stop there. We've got well, we already had Earl Mitchell. There's Pierre Garcon, Brian Hoyer, and now Malcolm Smith is the latest uh, rumor out there that the 49ers will agree to terms with Malcolm Smith, which will probably he'll probably fit in there as the uh, weak side linebacker spot, and really a theme there with familiarity 
Uh, it's been a theme all throughout the coaching staff hires and now with additions to the roster. All those guys have either worked with Kyle Shanahan or other members of the coaching staff before in Houston or Cleveland or uh, Seattle. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's a good point, and uh, you know, I think that'll allow them to get going more quickly. I mean, you've got guys on the uh, on the defense and offense now, guys in leadership positions. When you're talking about Garcon and um, Brian Hoyer on offense, and then uh, Mitchell and Smith on defense, who um, have been in the, the the respective systems for a while, so they'll be able to you know, get in there and play fast, and everybody's got to kind of catch up to them. That and, you know, in in the locker room, in the meeting room, ostensibly, they're going to be able to help the uh, position coaches, um, uh, you know, get get guys to uh, figure things out, get on the same page, and basically just go more quickly. And, um, you know, I think that's a a good thing, you know, especially the the Hoyer uh, part of it. Uh, Now, any any quarterback that they have they pick up is is going to be behind Hoyer. I mean Hoyer knows the system. He knows how to run it. Um, you know he knows Kyle Shanahan. So I, I think that's a big advantage. I mean we've been writing this for a couple of months now that they could hire um, a Shaw or or a Hoyer, and lo and behold, that's uh, exactly what they did. Yeah, I think I believe on the podcast I put it out there at the over under at one thousand percent, and so it looks like a yes, I did yes, nail that you one. nailed it with a one thousand percent. Yes, exactly. Well, let's see here. So if uh, if you're talking about going quickly and and people learning the offense quickly, I think the quickest thing that happened was that the speed of Marquise Goodwin uh, charted routes for one game of the Buffalo Bills last year for Pro Football Focus, and I was really surprised how often Goodwin was open because I knew he was a speed demon, but he has some serious speed, and it looks like he's developed a little bit as a wide receiver. You can see a lot of nine routes and a lot of comebacks, but an outside receiver and a borderline Olympic speed there. Yeah, I think 4.27 in his 40 back in uh, 2013. Um, that's just you know crazy speed. It's It's not quite... What John Ross did the yeah. other day, but it's it's really close. I mean, and, and so you're you're talking about somebody can really get downfield, and yeah, that's the hope is that um, you know he's a track guy, and uh, it's going to take him uh, a while to really kind of learn the position in the NFL. And uh, the hope, the expectation is that in year five of his uh, NFL journey, um, you know, he's going to be a lot closer to that. Uh, you know, they they signed Jeremy Curley on Saturday to a, uh, a three-year deal. And then Garcon is, um, you know, he's a very much an Anquan Bolden type. I mean, he's he's a tough guy. He's going to um, get you good yards over the middle. He's going to, you know, catch uh, passes in traffic. But, um, you know, they needed that speed guy, and lo and behold, uh, it, it was good one that they were, uh, they were looking at. And so I don't know if that's your starting trio of uh, wide receivers, but, um, you know, it, it, it very well could be, and they all, you know, complement each other pretty well. Now, I, I don't know if I, we've seen really the official numbers with some of these contracts, but it sounds like they're kind of front-loading some of them, especially the Pierre Garçon contract, and uh, which I think is smart because, you know, you have all that room now, and then it helps you down the road with your cap later, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they've got $100 million or, or thereabouts right now in, in cap cushion, um, and this is a team that probably is going to make a big move at quarterback next year, and it, and it could be Kirk Cousins with a you know a deal that averages twenty three twenty four million dollars a year. So you want to um, you know you want to have that uh, that comfort zone 
you want to have that option to make that big move, um, you know, next year or, or the year after with those guys. Uh, you know, Carlos Hyde's uh, deal is coming up. Um, Jimmy Ward, some other players that they may want to uh, extend as well. So um, they're going to have plenty of wiggle room to do that. Uh, you know, it, it, I, I doubt it gets tight this year, but even if it does, front-loading it means that it, it won't be in 2018, 2019, and, and so on. So obviously the elephant in the room right now, you brought him up. There's Kirk Cousins. It seems as though Cousins is Kyle Shanahan's top choice. You know, there was a report from Mike Silver on Tuesday that it was more likely than not that Cousins would end up playing for the 49ers than than the uh, Washington Redskins. Then another report from somewhere that it was a 90% done deal, and uh, I'm not sure how accurate that is, but what are you hearing in regards to the 49ers and Kirk Cousins? Uh, I'm not hearing anything. I mean, uh, you know, from the 49ers side of it, they're – what they've said, uh, you know, this week and in previous weeks is that the the Redskins just don't seem um, willing to do that. And, and a lot of people interpreted that that you know they're playing hard to get uh, and and kind of uh, hiding in the shadows and, and making the 49ers come look for them, you know, with with a, a nice offer. Um, but uh, you know, it just seems to me that. Uh, with with the Brian Hoyer signing, he he, he had um, interest from maybe half a dozen teams, with the Jets and the 49ers being the teams where he had the best shot of starting. That's what he wants to do. The other teams that were interested uh, wanted it, wanted him as a backup. Um, so you know, if if he picked the the 49ers, then they were telling him that he was going to be their starter. So I don't I don't think that there's anything up their sleeve right now. I mean, things can change obviously if. The, the Redskins, all that dysfunction that's going on right now. Next week, to say, you know what, we got to do something. Let's, let's, uh, you know, give them Kirk Cousins for a second round pick, um, et cetera. That 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 still could happen, but uh, all, all the indications are that uh, he's going to be in Washington. They put the exclusive franchise tag on him. That's a that's a pretty powerful signal right there, uh, because he can't negotiate with other teams uh, when, when that tag is applied to him that he's going to be there in 2017, and then they're going to have to figure something out in 2018. And it may be, you know, without Pierre Garçon and without uh, Deshaun Jackson and with, you know, some, some issues happening with that franchise that, that Kirk Cousins doesn't have as good a year next year. And maybe that lowers his, uh, his, uh, his market. And, and that would, you know, that would help both the 49ers and the Redskins as far as uh, trying to get him to uh, sign a long-term deal. So uh, it, it just seems like the 49ers are, I don't want to say kicking the can down to 2018, but that's that's where the, the meat of the quarterback market seems to be, whether it's Cousins, whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo, whether it's, you know, one of these uh, top draft picks. I mean, I talked to – uh, an agent who's uh, you know very savvy with these things this week, and he thinks that the 2018 quarterback class, draft class, is going to be sensational, just phenomenal. Uh, so why not wait until t- next year to you know make your big move with that big uh, position? So if the 49ers were interested still in bringing in Kirk Cousins this off season, do you think it helps or hinders trade talks with all the front office turmoil in Washington? Yeah, it's hard to say because uh, you don't really know where everyone aligns. I mean, my guess is that 
you know, Scott McClune is the guy that doesn't really, uh, isn't really in love with Kirk Cousins. He wasn't the one who drafted him, by the uh, first of all. But that Dan Snyder maybe does want Cousins around. Um, and that there's a, a disconnect there that uh, Bruce Allen is somewhere in the middle. Um, but, um, yeah, you don't know what that means. I mean, you would think that if McLuhan is the guy that, that doesn't want him, um, with him being not in the office these days, that would, that would hinder a trade. Uh, so uh, I, I don't know what it means. Uh, it's just quite obvious, even from afar, that things are amiss in, in Washington. Yeah, and waiting makes sense on Shanahan or on uh, Kirk Cousins for multiple reasons. And you know, it, it didn't make sense to make a deal now. It seemed yesterday that there might be something happening, but to make a deal for a veteran quarterback uh, that is a long-term starter, uh, when Shanahan is just starting the scouting process with the rookie draft class, you would you'd think that he would at least need to know exactly how he feels about the rookie class before he he went and did something like that, especially when you're sitting on the number two pick. Yeah, um, I think that's right. I mean, Jim Harbaugh used to say that he he could tell very quickly whether a guy had it or not. Um, uh, I don't know if Kyle Shanahan is is quite that quick. He did say at the at the scouting combine that he felt like he was a week behind where he normally was in his evaluation of offensive players, uh, just because of the, the Super Bowl and in hiring the Forty Nine ers staff. So. There's there's that there's the fact that they would have had to give up uh, draft picks to get Kirk Cousins, and you know perhaps pay him top three top four quarterback money. I I don't know exactly how it would pan out, but you know there's also a sense that Kirk Cousins is not a top three or top four quarterback. Um, and do you want to make that big decision on a guy who at the end of the day may be uh, above average uh, at best, um, and you know, uh, you know we're, everybody's glad to see. It seems like glad to see the 49ers finally turn the page on on Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick won four playoff games, uh, three of which uh, in quite hostile road situations. Kirk Cousins never won a playoff game. He had a chance to bring the team to the playoffs last year at the end of the year. They needed a win, and uh, he couldn't deliver it. Uh, and and he's got he had a very good receiving core, tight ends, and wide receivers around him. So, um, you know, I don't know how forlorn 49ers fans should be that uh, they missed out on Kirk Cousins this year. If they could get him next year for uh, less cost when you, when you count draft picks and money together, um, or, or maybe you end up uh, drafting your, your quarterback of the future. Now, when you look at the free agents that the 49ers have brought in so far, and all, all these, of course, are unofficial, but uh, it, it looks like a lot of them can come in and start, and they're plugging exact holes for positions that you know the new staff wants on the field, but it also seems like none of these guys really would affect any draft plans. So if you're looking at, you know, say, a first-round wide receiver or a second-round wide receiver, Marquise Goodwin and um, Pierre Garçon. Pierre, thank you, Pierre Garçon wouldn't really affect that because, you know, they're veterans and you still need to bring someone on. And the same with the quarterback. In fact, Brian Hoyer might be the perfect guy to come in and start early and, and let a quarterback develop underneath him, whether that's early or a late round pick. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, yeah, they're so bereft at so many spots that it doesn't really matter. I mean, they still need to add uh, more wide receivers, certainly more quarterbacks. Uh, and you're right. I mean, you know, somebody in the second round at, at wide receiver, for example, uh, Zay Jones from 
East Carolina. You know, he'd be a great fit. I mean, I think that's why they brought Garcon in. Um, he's 30 years old. He's going to be 31 at the start of the season. I mean, he doesn't have very many uh, years left, but he's a good tone setter. I mean, he's a good hard worker. Uh, he plays through injuries. He does everything that you want uh, a young player to do on the field. Uh, so, you know, if, if they did use an early pick on a uh, wide receiver, he'd be a great mentor uh, for that player. And, and, and Hoyer, you know, uh, getting back to one of our first topics, Hoyer knowing the offense, uh, being a journeyman, he, he'd be in the same role. He'd be a good guy to groom a, a younger player, whether it's uh, Deshaun Watson or Deshaun Kaiser, Mitch Trubisky, wh- whoever they, uh, they end up drafting. Um, he, he'd be a good bridge until 2018. All right, before I let you go, Matt, I want to uh, see if you have any, when the league year begins at 1 p.m., any more names we should be looking out for in connection with the 49ers? Well, I just heard that they're still in the market for uh, another kind of run stuffer in the middle of that defense. So it could be another defensive tackle that they bring in. Um, You know, Elvis Dumerville was released today. Uh, you know, he may go back to Baltimore on, a, on a, a, a more modest deal. But to me, he's the perfect player when you're just looking at type uh, who, who would play that Leo pass rusher position. You want a, a pure pass rusher in, in Seattle. They've been, you know, different types of guys. But, uh, you know, you can get away with a shorter guy, which uh, Dumerville is. Um, and I wonder whether he would be tempting to them. Um, you know, with them also bringing in a pass rusher in the draft so that, again, you've got an older guy sort of grooming the younger guy at the position. He is Matt Barrows. You can find him on Twitter, at Matt Barrows, 49ers beat writer for the Sack B, and just all-around great fella. Matt, thank you so much for joining us once again on Locked On 49ers. All right, no problem. Anytime. Yeah, interesting little tidbits actually coming down right now. That are uh, has to do with Don Terry Poe poss- being a possibility for the 49ers uh, with a couple of other teams there with interest in him. And uh looks like Jason Lockenfora is reporting that possibly Poe might be looking at a one-year show-me deal and, and signing a one-year contract and looking for something bigger next season in the offseason and you know proving that he's over some injury stuff and really having a big year. So that's an interesting development there. Brandon Williams is still my favorite guy. For just a straight up run stuffing defensive tackle, nose tackle, and also, you know, I got a soft spot for my guy who's a shadow 49 or so. Uh, Brandon Williams, Dontari Poe, those would be some big ticket items and really help that run defense, which they added one piece already with Malcolm Smith, a go get him type of weak side linebacker with a ton of speed. All right, let's get going here and get ready for this new league year and the free agency period that opens at 1 p.m. Thanks again to Matt Barrows for joining me on the show. Thanks everyone for listening. You can find me on Twitter at BD Peacock. Subscribe on iTunes, rate, review the show, streaming on Audio Boom and other podcast delivery platforms. Email questions, comments, or if you'd like to sponsor the show, LockedOn49ers at Gmail and links to all that stuff at LockedOn49ers.com. And we will talk to you tomorrow. A great guest lined up for you for Friday's show, David Newman, who is host of the Better Rivals 49ers podcast. Very smart dude, also a colleague over at Pro Football Focus. We'll be talking to him and breaking down some of these signings. And uh, look at, you know, free agency versus draft. We had a nice conversation on Twitter, so that'll spill over to the show here, and we'll get talking about that and, you know, really ideas about how you build a football team. All that coming up on Friday on Locked On 49ers. Napa know-how. 
It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done.